welcome to the Next Academy podcast, focusing on construction leadership, brand growth, and staying on offense. Here's your host, Chad Jones and Cody Phillips. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two. My name is Cody Phillips, joined alongside my co-host, Chad Jones. First, I'd like to thank our foundational sponsors who power the Next Academy, Graybar Electric, Southwire, Milwaukee Tool, and Thomas and & Betts. Before we dive into today's topic, I want to announce some exciting news. The Next Academy will be sponsoring a pre-convention workshop on Friday, September 28th and Saturday, September 29th at this year's National Convention in Philadelphia. It will include an overview of the Next Leadership Academy, including the structure, delivery methodology, content, and its potential future impact. We are still finalizing the format, but it will be a fast-paced, intensive leadership program for participants led by Next Academy Director Dr. Michael Callanan. You will see it in your convention materials under the heading, The Next Academy Presents Electrical Contractor Leadership by Michael Callanan. I encourage you all to make other contractors and or chapter executives aware of this program if you know of anyone that may be interested in 2019 and beyond. This will be a great way to familiarize yourself with the Next Academy. Host locations are filling up fast for 2019, and again, we will be limited as we attempt to scale Next appropriately. First come, first serve. I'd be remiss if I didn't give a special thank you to Beth Ellis, who many of you know from National NECA as the Executive Director of Convention and Exposition. She not only thought of this conceptual framework for the pre-convention workshop, but also championed the cause for us in Bethesda at our national offices. Thank you also to CEO John Grau, COO Dan Walter, and National President David Long for giving us this great opportunity to share next with the country. Now, on with today's show. We received a lot of questions about this topic and are happy to share our thoughts with you. Today's episode will feature business growth consultant Jeff Kimball as we discuss the value of a true strategic plan. Our straight sauce segment is titled One Plan. Let's roll. Let me have your attention for a moment. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Oh, have I got your attention now? Have I got your attention now? Good. Straight sauce. No rocks. No chaser. The truth. We give it to you straight. It may burn a little on the way down. Hello everyone, this is Chad Jones. This week's Straight Sauce is all about strategic planning and the role it plays in moving organizations forward. The independent third-party individual our association uses for strategic planning is a gentleman by the name of Jeffrey Kimball, whom you'll hear from in a little bit. When we first met Jeff, he discussed the process with me, and while it's really not complicated, it is still challenging. Jeff explained to me that the process is nothing more than getting from I think to we agree getting from we agree to we will, getting from we will to we did. The process is about strategy, not tactics. I can tell you from an association management point of view, the process is not only advantageous towards success, but is absolutely critical to staying on offense and moving with an up-tempo pace that you hear us mention time and time again. I'm of the belief that it's important to use a strategic planning consultant that has no interest in the organization itself or the decisions made during the process. I think this is a key part to true strategic planning. I talked to some of my peers and friends around the country that we've had discussions about strategic planning, and let me be clear that my vision of strategic planning done correctly is a little bit different than what some people may see it as. 
I've had uh, some of my friends tell me, well, Chad, I do the strategic planning process myself with our board of directors, meaning the, the director of the chapter is doing the strategic planning. That's, in my opinion, not true strategic planning. That, that person leading the strategic plan has to have no interest in the decisions that are made. Their goal is to get the information on the table. So if I'm leading a strategic planning session for my chapter, that's me mostly giving my ideas and more or less kind of controlling or steering a little bit of the conversation in the direction I want it to go. That's, that's not the goal of strategic planning. It's kind of the same thing when you're using a consultant that perhaps you've used in the past or someone that provides other services to your chapter or to your association in the future. If decisions made in the strategic planning process could affect that person's personal business, that's not a good person to have running you through the strategic plan because ultimately their biases can get in the way of good information and good ideas and they can steer the conversation in a way that protects their line of work or what they were doing in, in the past for your association. Yeah, I mean, it really needs to be a true third party that has no benefit in the outcome or the decisions or the strategy to be able to come up with a complete comprehensive approach to where you're going. If you have a dog in the fight, naturally you're going to skew opinions and so forth to the outcomes that ultimately benefit you. They are there to uh, keep the conversation moving, keep you on pace, and draw information out of you. So by no means am I saying that you can't come in and try to get all of your opinions on the table. That's absolutely the goal of strategic planning. My goal when I come in is I'm going to tell our board of directors exactly what I think. I'm going to pour out my heart on that table and put it all out there. The goal of the strategic planner is to take that information, take the information from our board members, put it all in the middle of the table, and begin to uh, bake the cake, if you will. Yeah, I mean, it, he's trying to distill down the information to a, a workable game plan and roadmap. And last, last episode, we discussed staying on offense, how important that was for us. And looking back, the main catalyst and reason that we're able to stay on offense and move at the tempo that we do is directly related back to this strategic plan, how important it's been for us uh, especially as new association managers. I know you feel strongly about the importance of a strategic plan, especially for new managers. Yeah, to me, when looking at a strategic plan, if you're an association, in this case a NECA chapter, and you're hiring a new manager, this person, he or she is maybe a little bit greener, maybe it's their first time managing a chapter, and you bring them in, to me a strategic plan is an, it's a life jacket. It's a life jacket for the organization and that new manager. And the reason being is there's so much going on, as we know, within chapters, within organizations. Certainly, you have the labor relations piece, you have the legislative piece, you have the normal chapter services piece, you're managing all these schedules and trust funds and other committees that you're sitting on. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Right. So to be able to sit down with your board of directors and say, hey, as a group, what are we going to do? What is the next five years look like? What's the next three years look like? What's this next year look like? What does the next six months look like to accomplish that? And to come away with a document that gives that new manager and his staff a clear roadmap to say, here's what I'll be working on in the next six months. Here's what I'll be working on in the next year. And we've decided that the reason why we're working on this is because in three years, we'd like to be here. 
everyone's on board. Everybody understands what that person should be working on. That person's able to go to work with clarity, able to communicate with their staff with clarity about what they're executing. And the board and everyone is on the same page. Everyone's pulling the rope in the same direction. Mm -hmm. Um, Vice versa, we've seen uh, many times where a chapter may hire a newer manager and within six months, he or she has been more or less chewed up. It didn't work out. You hear, well, it just wasn't working out. And I always question, well, was it was it not working out because the manager wasn't working out, or, or have you guys not worked out what you want to do? Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, Cody, to be honest with you, it's because the organization doesn't know what it wants to do. And when you sit in a boardroom and you're a newer manager and you're getting all these different opinions about what you should do, typically it's only natural. You start to move towards one or two voices and you try to execute that. But in reality, the other eight or nine people around the board table don't want that. And so you wind up going down a path that's serving maybe two or three people and it's trouble. Yeah, it's a dangerous path. I mean, one of my favorite football coaches is Alabama head football coach Nick Saban for a multitude of reasons. One of those being that he's a fellow West Virginian. His level of sustained success is unprecedented. And a crucial element, I I know you've heard him talk about this, and our relationship with Dr. Kevin Elko has allowed us to dive a little deeper into this, but it's something that Coach Saban calls the process. It's a simple but profound way of breaking down a difficult situation into manageable pieces. It's simple, really, just like the strategic planning process is, but the magic lies in eliminating mental clutter relentlessly pursuing the next play and not focusing on the end result. Our strategic plan allows us to focus on the day-to-day, minute-by-minute processes that ultimately lead to a successful completion of the overall goal. Keeping an eye on the past or the future either creates anxiety or dangerous comfort. So we at Western PA NECA and the Next Academy spend as little time as possible caught up in the emotion of a win or a loss of reaching a long-term goal or not. It's really about sticking to the plan and the roadmap that we're on. Right. And I think it's also important to point out that this doesn't happen overnight. And right. the, the plan evolves as it goes. And I'll use the example of when we first started out. I, I still remember our first strategic planning meeting with Jeff four years ago, where the room in the beginning was pretty quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, People weren't necessarily sure what this process was about. They weren't necessarily opening up right away. That was a long day. By the end of the day, they had begun to open up. Mm -hmm. But as you had to check in, because usually in year one, you have a check-in with your strategic planning person to kind of see how you're doing and measuring and executing the plan. As the years moved on, the board and the staff became much more open with the process and putting their true feelings on the table in order to get a better result. But I I always find it funny and and important to point out that the plan starts simple. It starts with some low-hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. You know, if if you sit here and you say, we want to be an association that has a better presence. We want to make sure that we have more exposure. We want more people to know who we are. What does it take to get there? What does that look like? Well, we're going to need a web presence, or we're going to need a social media presence. Our services are going to be, okay, all that's fine and good, but the reality is, is what do you have to do tomorrow in the next six months to get there? And I still remember our first strategic plan said, get Wi-Fi. You can't get there without (laughs) Wi-Fi. So it starts very simple, taking the first step. Okay, you want to be here in five years. Tomorrow, what do you have to do? Let's dust off the tables. Let's get Wi-Fi. Let's start the process internally, internal controls. These are things that are easy to check off as you move on. Now, as you move on, the plan does get a little bit harder. 
Right. And this is very important to point out. The plan right now for us is much more difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to point out, too, that what's on the plan as far as the chapter goes, hey, that stuff is challenging because it's gotten heavier. But the reality is, is we have 100% control over that once the board has agreed that this is what we want to do and the board signs off, this is what we want you to execute. On the NECA side, we're able to go 100 miles an hour, get our staff aligned and execute it. When these conversations drift to what we want to do with our labor partners, it becomes a little bit harder. Right. And we can't necessarily move 100 miles an hour because we don't have full control of that. But you can't rush the process. And so as the, as the plan gets harder, you're going to find yourself at different stages where you look at your plan and you say, man, I'm behind where we're not quite where we want to be. Well, there's less boxes to easily check off. Right. You know, I mean, where in the past, it's pretty easy to get Wi-Fi and check it off. It's pretty easy to get a website and check it off. As the plan grows and the goals within it grow, naturally they take longer. Being competitive as we are, we want to check boxes off. And given the current status of our strategic plan, we simply can't check them off as fast. Although, The day-to-day focus is what's important, and I think that's what the strategic plan helps to do. It distills those profound goals down into pieces that can be achieved on a daily basis, and it's about focusing on those and worrying less about those end goals. And you have to be disciplined. For example, we'll be going through our strategic plan here in late April with our board of directors. There are some items on it that I'm personally a little discouraged that haven't been executed quite as fast as I would like to have seen. They do pertain to more of the labor relations part of, of the job. But the reality is, is that just because you're meeting with your board, just because you're going to be reviewing the plan, doesn't mean that you can just rush the process to try to get a yes in two months. That's not how it works. The reality is, is you got to trust the process. you got to be disciplined to stay within it. And it's about a continuous focus and a continuous effort on the plan, but it's a measuring stick. You know, checkups coming here in two months with our board, and we're going to see where we're at. It's a report card. It's a report card. Yeah, which I mean, I think my concern in an association job when you're working for a large group of or a board of directors is that it's easy to think that you're doing the right thing on a daily basis, but do you really actually know? And the trouble with that is, as you mentioned earlier, you have contractors. You have members calling, and you may be fulfilling some of their needs. But what happens when the eight people are at the bar or grabbing coffee and say, why is he just doing that for X member? And that's when it's very, very easy to get yourself in trouble if you don't have a roadmap that everybody's agreed to. To me, the strategic planning process has been great because we have everybody in that room with an equal opportunity to talk at the exact same time. And when we leave that room, we're all pulling the rope in the same direction as one team, as one unit with common goals. Yeah, and I, and I would say to the experience manager, Cody, if you're an experience manager, you've been around a long time, and your philosophy is, I don't need a strategic plan, I know what I'm doing, and I steer the board in the direction we need to go, I'm here to tell you that that thought process has an expiration date on it. There's no question about that. And the reality is there are people around the table that are thinking different ideas that probably want to share them. But if they don't have the environment to do that, they become frustrated. At the end of the day, our goal, my goal, and the goal for our staff is it's not about what we want to do. Uh, We may have ideas or things we believe in. 
but it's all about what does the board want to do, what does the association want to do, and can we implement our ideas into that vision so that when we walk away, we know we are doing what they want to do. We are going to go execute tomorrow what they want to see done. And I can't point out enough that by no means is this a perfect process. It's not simple. It's not easy. Some days you may be ahead of the plan, and other days you may be way behind it. It's okay. So long as you know the path that you're on, they know the path you're on. When you come back and you say, hey, how come we didn't get here on this? Analyze it. Try to understand as a group why you are where you are. Adjust and fix. Don't vacate. And I think that's an important part of the plan that Jeff has personally taught our board is when you come back and you do a checkup on your strategic plan, if there's something on there that you haven't executed, it doesn't come off the plan. You don't get to duck it. Right. So I know you may be sitting out there saying, well, geez, if, if I didn't execute it, the board's going to say, what the heck is he doing? No, that's not the case. The reality is it stays on the plan because mm-hmm. it had meaning. It had purpose when it went there. You do have to analyze and question and answer, why are you where you are with that? And I believe that the openness with your organization, that process helps because ultimately everyone's working on the plan together. Our board's working on it with us. We're working on it. And as you mentioned, we're both pulling the rope in the same direction. I think, too, if you look back for us, it's been a huge part of some of the success and some of the new value-added services that we've brought to the chapter. I mean, from the NECA chapter mobile app to NECA media to the Next Academy, they've all been part of this strategic plan in in different aspects. The power behind that is you know you have the board buy-in for these new programs. The validation comes when you have 12 other people in that room saying, yes, let's move forward with this. We think this is a really good idea. It has potential. Now let's move and see where you guys can get it. The other part that I really like about the plan and that I think is beneficial to organizations everywhere, regardless of whether you're in NECA or you're not in NECA, leave your ego at the door. And and that's the bottom line. How many times have you watched an organization or a chapter rotate officers and the direction of the organization changes on a dime? It also happens with association managers. The strategic plan is the core of what the board of directors and the organization believes the mission and function of the chapter organization should be, regardless of who's at the helm. Faces may change, but the path to success does not. Right. And to me, that is crucial because whether, whether I'm the director of the Western PA chapter for 10 years or 30 years, the reality is, is that when that day is done, whoever the next person is must be better than me, must run faster than I did, and their programs must absolutely outshine the ones that I had in place. That's what a plan's all about. It's not about handing them the plan and saying, here, don't change anything, stay the same <laughs> way I did, or, or worse, hoping that they do, where that's not the case at all. Right. The goal is to pass the baton to someone that runs faster than you ran, and the plan holds you accountable to do that. Right, and again, I mean, I don't think we'd be where we are today without it. I think the most important thing is that it does allow people to pull the rope in the same direction as one team, one unit with common goals. And it leaves the uncertainty outside. That's right. And I would say that four years ago when Mike Hanlon, one of our board members, brought this concept to us and introduced Jeff Kimball to me, I wasn't sure about the process. And As I've said before, by no means are we perfect, by no means is our process perfect, but I can tell you that this single implementation de-stresses, I -hmm. think, the individuals inside because we know what we're working on, we know what we should be working on, and 
and it's good to be able to measure what you're working on, and that's what this process does. If you haven't considered it, strongly, uh, strongly would ask you to, to think about it because I think that you'll find that your organization can move at a much faster pace, up-tempo, and I think it's a rewarding process personally in the end. This naturally leads us into a conversation with our featured guest, Jeff Kimball. Jeff is a business growth consultant helping CEOs and their teams accelerate growth by prioritizing growth strategies, aligning the organization, and driving execution through targeted metrics and disciplined rhythm. Jeff, it's great to speak with you today. It's great to speak to you, too. Yeah, Chad and I are, are hoping that you're staying warm uh, within the snow globe that is the Northeast right now. Well, I'm sitting in Pittsburgh, so. All good, then. All good, yeah. All, good. Uh, all right, let's dive into some questions here. For those that don't know you or your process, tell our listeners just a little bit about your role as business growth consultant. Uh, primarily, I look at my role uh, not really just as a facilitator, but one who brings experience with a very specific process and a process that worked for me as a CEO to really get organizations aligned around a common vision, around common goals, and around common initiatives. Uh, bringing that process, the experience with the process to the table um, really helps me uh, get organizations of all types uh, to agree on where they want to go, how they want to get there, what the accountabilities are, and what the timeline and, and the results metrics are. It's, it's really all about results and achieving those results um, through a very, very disciplined process. Hey, Jeff, this is uh, Chad. Earlier in the uh, show, we talked about that process and, and its impact on our chapter here in the association. Is working with NECA chapters unique or are most of your sessions generally the same regardless of industry? I know you work with a lot of different businesses. Just curious there as to, is it unique? It's unique in one way in that I'm working um, with an executive team and a governing body. And a governing body who basically have other jobs. Their, their primary <laughs> role and goal in life is, is not to... Uh, um, spend all their time at NEEC. And, and it's not that your chapter board members don't dedicate a lot of time and uh, aren't committed to your success. Um, and typically, most of the other companies I work with, um, I'm working with the executive leadership team who day in and day out are involved with the details of the business. So it's it's different in that way. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's the same in a, in a sense that you still have to get the whole team on the same page. Uh, and in your situation, um, you're primarily responsible to execute uh, much of what the board would like, but you need to be on the same page with all the board members and, and all the board members need to be on the same page with each other. Yeah. And the, and the process really helps you accomplish that. 
I can't, you know, I can't say that surprises me too much. I guess at the end of the day, business is business and we're all trying to achieve goals. Um, you know, Chad and I spoke at length earlier in the podcast on our belief of the importance of a true third party consultant. In your opinion, why is it important to have a true third party facilitator to lead strategic planning sessions? I have a couple reasons here. Um, one, um, if it's somebody who's part of the organization um, and they're trying to facilitate, it, it makes it almost impossible for them to participate because they're trying really to manage a schedule, to manage a group of people, um, to tease out of everybody opinions. And, and it's, it's hard to do that and participate at the same time. And the second problem you have, if it's an intern, if it's someone internal to um, the organization and they have a power pers powerful personality or are in a position of power, um, it's difficult for others from time to time to really get their opinions heard. Um, and, and the goal here is really to to get the best ideas of everybody around the table, give everybody an opportunity to say what needs to be said uh, in order to um, really get alignment and get buy-in. So, you know, it can be done without a facilitator, but I, I highly recommend that someone familiar with the process, someone with good listening skills, someone capable of asking the right questions, it really helps you get to where you want to be. Chad and I, we talked earlier just about how our sessions have grown each time and how really people were standing back more, uh, not afraid, but reluctant to share opinions and how much that's grown over four years. And much of that is, is owed to you and your ability to pull out those thoughts and your, your process of getting that all on the table, for sure. And you'll find the larger the group, the more difficult that is. The smaller the group, it's easier to get um, everybody engaged. And, uh, and that's, just, that's just reality. Makes a lot of sense. So, so Jeff, for the listeners out there, uh, what's your preferred contact method if they want to get a hold of you? Uh, feel free to reach out to me either by telephone. Um, my phone number is 814-244-4916 or by email. I'd be glad to, to answer any questions anybody has. Uh, my email address is the same as my name, R-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. K-I-M-B-A-L-L -L at gmail.com. Jeff, we, we appreciate obviously taking the time to, to come on the podcast today because we were able to see what this process can do for an organization and so much for an organization that works for a board of directors and having that many people in the room and getting them on one page just what that looks like when everyone's pulling the rope in the same direction. So we certainly appreciate your strategy and your process and everything you've done and continue to do with our chapter. Obviously we have a checkup coming here soon in, in a month or so, but, right. but we sincerely appreciate that. Well, I'm glad to be part of it. I'm, I'm glad it's really helped you and, and your organization um, get things done and, and, and see the results that you've been able to see in such a short amount of time. Final question here, given that one of the pillars of the Next Academy podcast focuses on construction leadership, and I recognize this is a tough, introspective question, but it's one we ask all of our guests. And if you have one, what is your personal leadership philosophy? Or another way to phrase it, I guess, is what is Jeff Kimball's mission statement? Well, that's really two questions. My, my personal leadership philosophy has always been lead by example. 
it took me a while to learn this in life, but um, there's a little difference between leaders and managers. Leaders lead people, managers manage processes, and you need both in every organization. Uh, they're both critical to your success. And, and just realizing that it's all about um, really getting things done um, through good people, uh, making sure you set clarity, uh, you give them the resources necessary to, to execute the plan, um, you put together a good team, and, and then you, know, you, you get out of their way and, and let them do what, what they're capable of doing. Uh, and my mission statement really has been to just take the knowledge that I have and, and will continue to gain and help other organizations achieve their desired results and, and do it openly and honestly and fairly. And that's, that's been my mission statement. And, and it's, um, it's really helped me. It's helped you know, keep me focused on what I want to do. Well, Jeff, thank you uh, so much for your time. I know you're a busy man. Uh, try to enjoy that. Try to enjoy those snowflakes here in the Northeast a little bit if you can. But we we really appreciate your time. Well, Chad and Cody, it's great to talk to you, and looking forward to seeing you soon. That was business growth consultant Jeff Kimball. As with each guest, we certainly hope you took some tangible lessons from that that you can embed into your own life that will enable you to become a better leader. Let me leave you with this quote from Warren Buffett: "Someone setting in the shade today." because someone planted a tree a long time ago." End quote. The importance of knowing where you are going is critical to getting there. It's incumbent upon all of us to put that roadmap in place in our personal and professional lives. It comes down to leadership. No looking around for others, no pointing fingers. It's about accountability, about responsibility, about owning your life. See you next time on the Next Academy podcast where we focus on construction leadership, brand growth, and staying on offense. Oh, Father, tell me, do we get what we deserve? Oh, we get what we deserve. And where down we go, Lord.